Round one. Fight. <laughs> What is going on, everybody in BW Sports One Land? This is your boy the Lion, and it's another time for Combat Zone. That's right, folks. Remember our wonderful partners, Rockstar Realty 317-503-8322. Buying or selling a home, talk to Sean at Talk to Tucker today. 317-503-8322. Driving for dyslexia, 317-643-1105. If you're looking for a wonderful non-for-profit organization to help in research for teachers, uh, for resources, I'm sorry, for kids with dyslexia, Driving for Dyslexia is the place you want to check out. 317-643-1105. If you want to look this elite, that's right. You know who to call. Elite Performance, 765-499-1005. Zach Deer over there is getting me in beach bod ready, folks. 765-499-1005. And Aries Academy and Aries Elite Sports Vision Training. Check them out on the web because I want you to, I don't want you to just call them. I want you to check them out on the web. Get your eye vision testing and it's crazy the things that they got. The technology is there. The want is there to help you. Check them out. www.aries-academy.com. All right, folks. UFC 259 is one night away. And who better to co-host a prediction show than my man from Vegas, Rafael Esparza, what is happening, brother? Not much is going on. Oh, yeah, you know, it's Friday. It's the end of the week. You know, the end of the work week. You know, stocks are plummeting left and right. Well, for some. Stocks are plummeting left and right because it's Friday. It's red day, obviously, throughout the week. But this here, folks, is the predictions to get you back some money that you lost all through the week by betting on UFC 259 over at mybookie.ag. Remember, BW Sports One is the promo code. Gets you a 50% deposit match and a $10 free play. Might as well use it on one of these three title fights we got going on tomorrow night. Raphael, I'm looking over the card, the, the full card here. And, you know, I've I seen something very interesting. I see the prelims being, being highlighted or headlined, I should say, by Casey Kinney. And Dominic Cruz, not going into detail much on this fight because we really want to dive into those three title fights. But to me, I think Dominic Cruz has a glass jaw now. He's not able to withstand as much pressure as he used to. And I think he's just in another fight over his head in this one. Do you have anything to add on this uh, headline of the prelims? I mean, it's it's a prelim fight. That's how stacked this card is. I mean, if this one's the closing out the prelims, it's I agree with you on, on, on his chin, his age. Uh, I think the UFC 
mileage, if you want to call it, is yeah. catching up to him. So uh, I agree with you. Uh, Casey Kennedy's probably the smart one. Uh, I think he opened up like minus 135. So uh, there is there was value on that. I think last time I checked, he's minus 130. Yep. Uh, if you like Dominic Cruz, I say you hurry up and get him. Uh, try to get that plus money. I, oh. Uh-oh. Uh, I'm waiting to see what that happens. Uh, so it's going to be interesting, but there's a, it's a stack car. I mean, the early prelims, you have Tim Elliott and Jordan Espinosa. They're closing out the early prelims. Right. And then one of my favorite fights uh, that's uh, on the card, it's an early prelim, Sean Brady versus Jake Matthews. And I'm sorry, anytime you have a last name Brady, I'm betting it. I don't care. <laughs> uh, so uh, it could be Marsha Brady versus Jake Matthews. And I'll probably still bet Marsha Brady. So, uh, Ooh, my nose. Uh, yeah, uh, it's interesting. Uh, this card is really, really, really stacked. Yes, it is. And it's honestly probably one of the best cards overall that we've seen in a while from the UFC. Now, granted, we've had uh, you know a couple of the, the main event cards come out lately. The big boys have went at it. Last uh, last fight, we heard Daddy Dana wasn't too happy with the with the main event big guys. The, the week before that, you had Derek Lewis with the big upset that I cashed in on. Um, but this card itself, like you said, is stacked, and it's the best card that I've seen in a long time. I agree, and listen, I'm sorry. I know Dana White listens because he's a big fan of your shows. But last fight card was a complete F. This is, that just shows me sometimes you, you don't need to have a card every weekend. Take the weekend off, uh, rest the fighters, rest the production people, give them a weekend off. It was horrendously bad. I mean, one knockout through the whole card. I don't know how many cards got canceled. I think I had more people in my living room watching college hoops than there were uh, fights uh, scheduled. That just proves to me that there's some days you just shouldn't have an event. Some weekends, you know, take the weekend off. I mean, you have a great weekend. You can take the weekend off and say, hey, no fights this weekend, but get ready for UFC 2. You can market it any way you want. Last weekend's fight card was a complete disaster and it's a complete f it was almost as worse as the f- season finale of wandavision both of them deserve a big fat f. <laughs> hey by the way i meant to check in who showed up and pretty much nobody it was oh. a complete fat f a, a, a complete fat f i mean i don't want to spoil it i don't want to because a lot of people probably haven't watched it yet but they were trying to see oh we're gonna Break like how the Mandalorian season two and Luke Skywalker came out, and I got a Star Wars Woody because I thought it was great uh, <laughs> uh, action on that. But uh, WandaVision. All right. All right. Well, if you haven't noticed yet, this is right before we get into the UFC 259 card. Raphael just sound out some AEW action for um, what's the what's the card called? Uh, Revolution. Revolution. I believe it's next week. Oh, this Sunday. This Sunday. I'm sorry. This Sunday, pay-per-view for AEW. Um, and check out those on Raphael's page, which he'll tell you. He'll he'll link it out here soon. Or tomorrow, 1230 Eastern Standard Time, Super Kicking It with Steven has those odds, and he'll be sharing them right there on BW Sports 1. Now, yeah. it is time to jump in to the triple threat title matches. Let's start by... Going to uh, the first one on the card at 135, Peter Yen and Aljamian, is that Aljamian Sterling? 
You just call him Funkmaster because that's his nickname. Just there call him go. Funkmaster Sterling. Uh, this fight right here, I'm excited for. I, I'm not. I'm excited for the Megan Anderson Nunez, and of course Israel Sande, which he comes out in his way and eating a eating a piece of eating pizza at his way in because uh, I don't know it's classic. But I'm sorry, this bantamweight, and I love bantamweights fight in boxing, flyweights, man, because you get action. I'm sorry, you get nonstop. Action and and, and this fight right here screams action. That's why the line is pretty much pretty much pick them everywhere. Either minus one ten, minus one twenty. I saw both DraftKings and FanDuel minus one fifteen. We have uh, Peter Yan at minus one twenty, Funkmaster minus one ten. So it's a it's a toss up fight, and and it's probably going to be that way all the way to these guys get into the octagon. It's just a really really close fight. If I had to. Put your money on it because my wife has not given my allowance yet. I would. I, I'm still really impressed with how Sterling uh, took care of Sanhagen in his last fight. I was really impressed with the round one submission. I mean, it was a blink of an eye that he got rid of that fight. So I, I, I love PDM fighting. He's small. He's stocky. He's got. He's got a great chin. He, he knows how to duck away from the jabs. Uh, I want to say Sterling wins this one, but it would not shock me. Whoever. Uh, wins this fight. And I think this fight probably uh, goes deep into the fight as well. I don't think we're going to see a first round uh, uh, stoppage, knockout submission, anything. I think we see this fight go into the second round, third rounds. It's just going to be an exciting, exciting fight. And this one screams fight of the night just because I think the action we're going to see in this fight. I can't agree with you more on that. The action is definitely going to be jam-packed in this fight. Um, you know, this is kind of reminding me of Rocky Four. Because you got the Russian versus the United States guy. This this has that feeling. You watch it the weigh-ins. You watch it at the press conference. Peter Yang's going to kill Sterling like uh, Drago did on Apollo Creed? Yeah, that's not. I must break you. Or if he dies, he dies. You know, but this this is going to, like you said, this is going to be action-packed. And honestly, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past it being a quick fight. However, I'm with you. I'm leaning towards the championship rounds going into the fourth and the fifth round um, and and just seeing it all laid out there. Uh, You know, you got – you got only – I think it's a four-inch reach advantage on Sterling's side. Uh, Leg reach is one-inch advantage. Not much there. But that that four-inch reach advantage on the the stand-up kind of – Kind of could could throw a little a little kink into Jan's uh, Jan's game plan. You know the, the winning percentage. You look at it that uh, KO obviously knockout and TKOs. Jan's got him uh, forty seven to eleven percent. However, the submissions is is flip flop, and the decisions kind of uh, are up for grabs at forty seven apiece, forty seven percent apiece. Uh, average fight time is right in it with each other too. So these guys can go the distance. Um, you know, obviously 11 minutes is three rounds in the UFC cause you fight five minute rounds, but I, I still think that both of these guys have the stamina to go into the fourth and fifth round and laying it all out there. So you're picking, who's your pick again? Let me make sure I got this right. Uh, if you right, have the lion's money on it right now, I'm probably looking at Sterling. But I mean, the striking of Peter Yan. Granted, he's got doesn't have the reach, but his punches will hurt a lot more than uh, than the Funk Masters. That's why he's got what seven KOs uh, in that. So I'm leaning towards Sterling just because the only thing that scares me a little bit. I mean, Peter Yan had a hard time putting away Jose Aldo, and hold Jose Aldo's. 
beyond his time, and yeah. he had a hard time putting that. Was that, his, that was in July of 2020 or June of 20? I know it was in the summer. Yeah. I don't have it in front of me. But that one also went to the fifth round. Yep. It was even though it was a KO TKO in the fifth round, but that one went in the fifth round. I agree with you. I really like the over under round prop on this one, just because again I think we see uh, this go into the champion rounds. The over under is three and a half. The overs minus one thirty. So I'm not going to pick a winner. I'm going to say this one goes in the championship rounds. I think we see the fourth or fifth round. I'm going to take the over three and a half. I'll lay the minus one thirty. I'm definitely taking the over three and a half rounds. Uh, the one thing I want to look at, and this is this is kind of intriguing to me, the significant strikes landed per minute. Yan is is five and a half. Sterling's about almost just underneath five. So that means they're landing a very good significant uh, strike once every 10 to 12 seconds in a round. So depending on what happens with that strength that you say that Yan has – could we see Sterling be knocked out? We could. Uh, my money is right now. Give me the minus one ten Sterling and the three over three and a half rounds. I, if you're Sterling, you have to use your grappling and and you yep. just do hit it on the ground because if you're going to go toe to toe with him, all one, two, three, four, five rounds, you're going to get connected. But when, when, when Peter will connect you at least one or twice. And that's the ones that can knock you down. So if you're if you're Sterling Funkmaster, you want to get your breakdancing grooves down on a ground game and try to uh, stop him from uh, hitting you. And Peter Ian's got a head. He goes to the body like Rocky Balboa goes to the body. So that can also be uh, something that uh, you have to look out for. And it's not going to be very easy for Sterling to get him down on the ground because he's got a hell of a defense when it comes to grappling. Yes. So moving on to the next fight in the title in the title trilogy. Champion Amanda Nunez going up against Megan Anderson, the Australian, the Aussie versus the Brazilian. What do you got for us, Raf? I know everyone keeps on. I mean, she's gonna have to lose one of these times. I mean, she's the best female fighter in in, in, in combat and MMA. Period. I mean, uh, and all strike force, Bellator, UFC. I have her as. Creme of the creme. Is she going to lose this one? Nope. Is Megan Anderson going to make this very interesting? Yes. Uh, over under round prop one and a half. I mean, Megan Anderson's tall. She, she she's probably going to she's going to remind me when uh, Holly Holm fought Rousey. Use her strength. Use her length. Uh, the, her long legs. Her long jabs. That's how she's going to keep this fight interesting. Is she going to win this fight? Let's face it. I mean, me and both of you, uh, both of us agree. Probably not. I don't think uh, – I, I would think stranger things uh, that happens. We have minus 9, 10 on it. There's already I – mean, DraftKings has minus 1,000. William Hill has minus 1,100. So it fluctuates all over the place. Do I think uh, – I can guarantee you we'll be the big Amanda Nunez fans when she's an actor. Because let's face it, everyone's going to want to take a shot at that 7-1 plus 650 whatever shot. But at the end of the day, it's Nunez. Here's another one. I like the over-under round prop. But the Megan Angel is going to make it interesting. Uh, if she can fight like she did in February for long reach and get the quick TKO, I'm not saying she's going to TKO her, but she needs to use her strength and length uh, to keep uh, Amanda Nunez off her. I agree wholeheartedly with you that um, uh, Anderson is going to make this definitely a fight to watch, and it's definitely going to be interesting. And I'm going to say that Honestly, I believe that Megan Anderson is the toughest opponent that Amanda Nunez has faced in a long time. That right there 
is is just making me skeptical about betting on Nunez because of the the reach and that that length that Megan Anderson shows that the height advantage it, it, it's there it's real. Can Nunez work inside? Can she get her to the ground? Can she use that power that we've all seen Nunez have um, against Anderson? I honestly, I'm agreeing with you on the rounds because I think that it's it's definitely going to go over one and a half rounds. Um, I'd be willing to put my money. The Lion is calling it now. The biggest upset on the card this week. Megan Anderson will defeat Amanda Nunez and win the title. It's it's a long time coming, like you said. She is going to lose eventually. Is this the time? I believe so. It'd be interesting because she had, I mean, I, like I said, the overrun round, probably one and a half. You got to take it because her last two fights, Spencer went to the fifth round. Uh, 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 Radime went to the fifth round. Their last two quick fights were against Holly Holm and Cyborg, which yep. – no disrespect to both those two, uh, but I'm not giving them as creme of the creme of the fights. I'm not saying Megan Anderson would beat Holly Holm or Cyborg and all that, but they're just two totally different fighters. Uh, and, and I agree with you on this one. Can Megan Anderson pull the upset? I don't see her pulling the upset in here. Uh, so we're going back to back on that one. Uh, even Pennington back in 2018 gave – uh, Nunez, some problems. I remember in the second round and third round. So if I'm Anderson, you need to watch those fights. I mean, I know, I know, Spencer could just got panhandled all fifth round, all, all fifth rounds, but she made it to the fifth round. So yep. uh, that's something you have to look at. But I mean, if if I was you and you like taking uh, making Anderson, I would say hurry up and bet it because I, it can <laughs> I can hurry. I can guarantee you, we won't see no minus a thousands. She'll probably close around minus nine dollars, maybe minus eight fifty. Uh, but if you like uh, the underdog, like uh, like the line does, bet it now because that net six to one, seven to one is not going to be there tomorrow. Well, I mean, as soon as I say this, you know, I'm sure my bookie is blowing up with bets coming in on Megan Anderson because they heard it here, folks. They heard well, it here. We blocked all your friends, so we'll. we'll yeah, <laughs> all right. I only have very few friends, a lot of acquaintances, very few friends. Now, the one thing I'm worried about is Megan Anderson has not has only fought three times since 2019. Yeah, Anderson has only fought three times since 2019 since that loss. And she's been on a two fight win streak. Amanda Nunez has been very active over the past three years. So will that be a factor as far as a benefit? Or a, a con against uh, Nunez in this fight. I don't know. Because in one sense, you can look at her being very well-rested and ready for this fight. On another sense, it's that cage rust that we all have seen. People that's taken a long time to get back in. And when it shows. So that will be a major factor in this fight. I agree. And that's why, like I said, I think... Anderson has a shot. She's going to hang around by just thinking of the ring rust and, and the bright lights of fighting the GOAT. I mean, it could, could also uh, penetrate that. We saw it and we saw it last week in Canelo Alvarez boxing match. The guy, uh, he just – the limelight got him. He And he said it. He's like, you know what? You you think you can fight someone and beat someone, uh, 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 the GOAT or a fan or one of the greatest, and then as soon as you see him walk down the aisle and he's got his music and fireworks and all that – it's a totally different ball game. This is very true. This is very true. But I'm still going to say Megan Anderson with the upset. 
when you have nothing to lose, sir, it makes you very dangerous. I agree. All right. Now, to the title fight of all title fights on the UFC 259 card. We have the, what is it, the assassin? Uh, the last style bender. My bad. Yes. Israel Adesanya. Going up the weight class as the 185 title holder. Going up a weight class to fight the 205 light heavyweight title holder, Jan Blakowicz. What do you got? I'm sorry. I mean, I, I got to take the underdog in this one. I, I think I, I've been telling people one uh, one hundred, one big underdog wins in a, uh, not one, not two, but three fights. And I'm taking Blackwoods. He's just a bigger guy. I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, Israel's going to have problems trying to take him down. Even if he kicks or connects and, and Israel blocks it with his legs or arms, it's going to hurt. I mean, because he's a big guy. And then he says he's not going to gain that much weight coming in to after weigh-in. And, and Blackwoods usually gains anywhere between 10 to 15 pounds after weigh-in. That's unless for some odd reason uh, Israel takes care of him early, beats him in the first round. But the longer this fight goes, the longer it's going to be de- devastating for Asande just ca- carrying those kicks, carrying those punches that he's going to have to block. Uh, if this thing goes past the first round, then I think Blackwoods wins this one. I like the underdog on this. I'm going. I took the plus two twenty. I took the plus two ten. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to take two to one again. I already got two nice bets. Unless for some odd reason. A bucket load of money can t- comes in and it moves back up. Uh, I, I like to t- well, I get they're both champs, but I like to hit, I like the the heavier champ. You know, for one of the very first times ever on our segments together, I'm going to completely agree with you on this fight. The only difference I have is I believe I'm going to take the under two and a half rounds and Blackowitz winning and knocking him out. Because that size advantage that he does have is going to be a major, major factor. And as we've seen over the past few weeks, that calf killer, well, that, that calf kill, I call it the calf killer because I've seen people's calves literally explode on their leg because of taking so many shots. And because Blackowitz has that power behind him, Any punch, any kick, any significant strike that he lands, I'm with you 100%, is going to hurt Asanya more than he has dealt, more than he has had to deal with in the past. Yeah, and I just like the way Blackwoods fought when he fought Dominic Reyes. I mean, another southpaw, so you can't say, oh, uh, you can't use a southpaw uh, excuse here, and maybe that's why. Uh, Asande uh, wins this fight because he's, uh, uh, he's a switch fighter, but he likes to fight more lefty, uh, especially in the beginning of the fight. So he fought Dominic Reyes and just dominated Dominic Reyes. I mean, just his punches, Dominic Reyes had no answer for him. And his body shots, Dominic Reyes' sides look like ground beef when I was getting ready to barbecue on Sunday uh, compared to that one. So I just think size... Uh, my wife says it. All the girls I dated all the time say size does matter. <laughs> and it's going to say, uh, I think Blackowitz just dominates his fight. And he uses his physique. He, you, you said it. Those calf kicks are going to dominate uh, the fight. Those body shots are going to hurt. Even though maybe uh, Israel blocks them, but they're going to finally get through because his arms and legs are going to be hurt and blocking. Now, another thing, I will say that Asanya, I think, is more elusive on his feet. Yes. Um, the Blackowitz has seen in a while against his opponents. 
that may be a a major factor against Blackowitz in his game plan. However, like we have said, I just think the power behind Blackowitz's uh, uh, strikes is going to cause problems for Asanya. Now you look at what is it? Uh, what do we say? It's plus one eighty five right now to Asanya's uh, minus two twenty five. I see a lot of money still coming back in, and I'm not in Vegas. I'm just totally hypothetically guessing here. But I can still see a lot of money coming in on Nisanya, which would bump uh, Blackowitz's odds back up over 200. Uh, What do you think on that? I can see that. I mean, fan, fan people like to bet fan favorites, and I'm sorry, no disrespect to Blackowitz, but Israel Alessandre is a much bigger name in the game, so – uh, I, that's why I think that the money will probably continue. I don't see it going that much lower than, let's say, Israel, maybe 230. I don't see him going that as low as that one. Uh, but I still think he'll probably float around 235, 240, maybe up to back. I don't see it back up to 250. I, I would be love to see 250 again. That's so why I can get maybe some more $2 action on Blockowitz. But yeah, this one is probably going to stay close. But uh, this one is very intriguing uh, for just because of the size difference. I just can't remember uh, a big, uh, any kind of a fight where you have one stocky guy, just muscular guy, and then you have, no disrespect to Asande, he's got great footwork, defensive skills. That's why he wins, and he's quick on his jab. But uh, size, again, sorry, people. Size will matter on this one. Trying to figure out what your wife still has you around for then, sir, because we all know just because you're tall, (laughs) ah, there we go. There we go. Big shoes means big feet, and that's it. <laughs> big, big socks, too. Big, That's true. Big socks. Big hands equals big gloves. Uh, really quick, let's talk about it. It is combat. It is a pay-per-view Sunday. AEW, Revolution. We just talked about it earlier. Who, that's a, it's an interesting title fight between uh, Moxley and uh, – oh, what's his name? Help me out here. Help me out. Oh, uh – it's like the barbed wire. The, yeah, the barbed wire match. It, it is kind of interesting, but if uh, Kenny Omega, if uh, it is kind of interesting, but here's a guy like myself who has to watch this stuff, has to put odds on this stuff, so has to know the background of storylines, the background of what could carry over. And John Moxley is going to be a first time dad, I think, in the next month or so. So normally, people who are getting ready to have their uh, first-time kids in the wrestling world, they usually take maybe about a month off. This is the perfect time where uh, Kenny Omega, who's minus six dollars now yeah. to win this fight, to, to just brutally beat up John Moxley in this one, so they can give him some time off, uh, be a first-time dad, be at home, and stuff like that. So I don't see an upset in this one, uh, just because I've been around handicapping and booking <laughs> wrestling, I normally see what the storylines usually come up. So uh, we could see uh, uh, some upsets come on this card. I mean, I think Matt Hardy is a live upset against Adam Page at plus 225. Uh, Chris Jericho uh, and them, I can see them upsetting the Young Bucks. Uh, but this one, uh, Omega and Moxley, uh, minus 150, should be probably a little bit higher, I think. <laughs> That right there is why I love talking to this man every week because he gives you the inside scoop of why things go the way they do. Now, granted, it's a little bit easier, I should say, to do that in the wrestling world, the wrestling entertainment world, because there is scripts. 
because you just gave us one of the best uh, little tidbits inside wrestling that I've ever heard in my life. And I agree with you. Yes, when people are having kids, they get they get injuries or beat up really bad, so they have that six, three, six months off or whatever. That's perfect, and that's why we have you on here, sir. Thank you. Yeah, we had to, we had Az on the Shaq fight on Wednesday when he was at A and W, and he was minus five dollars, and everyone was taking Cody Rhodes. Uh, but if, if you haven't seen Shaq get put through the table, that was, it was fantastic. I got to give Shaq all the love. But there's another here's an inside tidbit when it comes to wrestling. Shaq went to the table. Cody Rhodes is on top of him. You see Shaq go like that. That's telling the wrestler, "I'm okay. Uh, we can move on." Normally, if, when they don't feel a tap, they usually whisper or say something. But the end of it, when they were trying to put Shaq in the ambulance, and Shaq was too big for the ambulance, we had to <laughs> we had to curl up his legs and shut the door. Shaq was okay going through the table. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that was great to see too because that's a big man. Yes, and, and you know, Cody is awesome at his job. Yes, I, mean, I, I think Cody is one of the best wrestlers in the wrestling entertainment business today. Yeah, and but and Shaq uh, said afterwards, like yesterday, he said, "Hey, you know what? I do have some bumps and bruises." from that and he's like he's like yeah people wrestling is aka somewhat fake but you have to be oh yeah in 100 just i mean in wwe uh the female champion she got kicked in the face and she rolled the wrong way and three you can see her three of her teeth fly through the air so it's real it's real folks all right so real quick this is combat zone Doc Sports Picks, do you guys have somebody that is the UFC guru, or is that you too? I I, I, I take care of uh, the UFC over there. We have a couple uh, We have a couple guys that, that, that also does. Uh, I'm the only one, I think, that over there that does actually UFC, Bellator, boxing, and stuff like that. So uh, most of the other guys just do a UFC, and most of the other guys have another guy that gives them their plays, and so they think it's their plays, but it's actually someone else's, so... But it's all me. I don't have ghost riders, ghost handicappers. Everything I do comes in my – now, some of my writing, the wife has to look at it and proofread it. But <laughs> I do have a Midwest education, so it, sometimes it shows up in my writing. Means you're, means you're smart as hell, especially for being out West. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, Raphael, let everybody know where to find you. You can find me over at mybookie.ag. You can find me over at docsports.com. You can find me on Instagram at Rafael Esparza. You can also find me on Twitter at VSI Docsports. And guys, check out his Instagram because his Instagram is dropping daily free picks. And he's also got an uh, ongoing poll that he does every day. What are we at? Are we fading it? Or are we going with? I think it's right split now? right now. The fade was uh, they lost three in a row, but then they, they won last night. Uh, so it's uh, I usually try to keep it updated. You know, it's been very close to all twenty twenty one. We haven't had not one big run. I think the biggest was like six and zero oh, uh, or something like that. We haven't had like we closed out last year where I think I think it lost like fifteen in a row. So I'm waiting for that really really long uh, uh, fade or a uh, run pull because I bet them. I mean, if I see a trend, I bet it. Don't blame you. Really quick, last thing. Very, 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 very far into the future, Tyson Fury versus Anthony Joshua. What do you think the odds will be for that? I thought I saw something. I don't know if we put it up or yet, but, uh, I mean, I think uh, Joshua – I'm sorry, Fury will be favorite just because he's just a big guy. He has a long reach. He could take a punch. We've all seen that. 
that he's been knocked down and actually come back and win, win fights. So mm-hmm. I think we see Fury fight twice this year. I would not be seeing if we had shocked we see him fight early in the summer and then we see him fight maybe to close out the uh, the year or to see, uh, something like that. So we see we, we, we will see uh, Tyson Fury. I think I saw maybe close to two dollars uh, on Tyson Fury and Joshua. Uh, a plus 170, but uh, Joshua's got a, a very small chin. Uh, keep an eye out for the heavyweight division in boxing. It's going it's to be very interesting this year. Yes, I agree. Tyson gets two wins this year. Does he retire? Uh, I, I do think he has one or two more years left in boxing. There you go, folks. We hear it from the Vegas man himself, Rafael Esparza. Thank you, sir, for joining me in co-hosting Combat Zone tonight, 7.30 Eastern Standard Time on Friday nights. You can catch this guy and myself Monday nights at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time for Bet Your Ass with Rafael Esparza. Rafael, as always, thank you, sir. It's been a blast. I love talking fighting with you. Maybe you'll have to have you come on here more often. Take it easy. Have a fantastic weekend. and Enjoy your happy Friday. Hey, you know what? It is what it is. But just remember, folks, don't bet with you don't have. Raphael, we'll see you Monday night. See everybody, uh, you know, tomorrow, 1230 Eastern Standard Time. Super kicking it with Steven. BWSports1.com for all the hap-hap happenings. And we are out.